revolutionizing leadership development. Stop training and grow them. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, if you have not listened to the Being at Work podcast or read the book, The Power and the Pivot, you're about to get inspired to do so. We get to learn from the host and author, Andrea Butcher, who is also the CEO of HRD, and she's just simply a constant light for so many. You either know why or you'll see why right now. Oh boy, I have no idea how it's taken so long for one of my friends and most inspirational people I know that directly impacts people living their life on the daily to Gut Plus Science. Andrea Butcher, welcome. This lady and her team at HRD are our go-to for leadership development. And today we're going to hone in on stop training and grow them. So Andrea, welcome. And talk about why you're so passionate about growth over training. Oh my goodness. So where to start with that? This leadership development work has been just a core part of my entire career journey. And as I even think about early in my life, seeing the potential within people and situations, I've just always naturally been drawn to growth opportunities and challenging opportunities because those are the things that stretch us. And, you know, it's, it's interesting getting into leadership development 20 plus years ago. It was very different than it is today. And not surprising because we lead from the essence of who we are as a person and everywhere we go, there we are. And so you can't separate your growth from a human being, from your growth as a leader, right? That They go hand in hand. And so we're always growing and evolving and developing because of life experiences. And so, of course, we're growing and evolving as leaders all of the time. But what's happened is we've tried to package that growth as a training program. And doesn't that just even intuitively feel off? Like, Nikki, if someone said to you, hey, Nikki, we want you to go to this training program, very different than we would love for you to experience this growth process. Mm -hmm. Just even in the positioning of that, there's a very different, there's a very different vibe. And so we, you know, at HRD, we recognize that leadership is influence. And so we are creating growth experiences for leaders to learn more about themselves so that they can be more for others in that. So one of the things we say all the time is training is for dogs, (laughs) growth is for leaders. Now, it's important to make a distinction between management, skill development, and leadership development. Management is the hands and feet of setting clear expectations, holding people accountable to those expectations. So there's definitely a skill development component to that, as there is in leadership development. But leadership is the head and the heart of connection and influence and vulnerability. So we focus on growing into that versus training to that. So good. And a beautiful reminder of the power of words, training session versus growth session. So let's bring this to life a little and talk about the reality of 
going from a training culture to a growth culture and what you've seen in that for just setting expectations of the journey. Yeah. And at its simplest level, I would say stop calling it leadership training because that doesn't even make sense for all the reasons I said. And then also there really there are four key components that while all of our growth experiences look a little bit different because of the businesses we're serving and their rhythms and what's happening in their business, there are four components that are non-negotiables for a growth experience. And as we talk through those, you'll see them naturally in your own life. The first one is time. Not only do we have to allow time for growth to happen, creating an environment where we're giving people the time in which to grow and learn. So instead of saying like, hey, we want you to figure this out over the next couple of weeks, it's no, you've got a six-month process that, that frees us up to explore. And also, like within the course of our day, empowering people to carve out time for learning and for growth and connection as a part of the development process. And then the other three really go hand in hand with that. Then as we're allowing for growth to happen over time, ensuring that there's clear focus. Like, what is it that I'm growing into? We use a model called the Leadership Challenge. And the reason we really like that leadership model is because it's both practical. It's based on over 40 years of research around when leaders are at their best, what are they actually doing? So it's behavioral. But it's also very inspirational because the first leadership practice is modeling the way. And so it's all about what way are you modeling? So we take leaders through a process where they're reflecting on, yeah, what 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 ripples am I creating every day based on the thoughts that I have and the the choices that I make? And what do I want to be? What are those values that guide my decisions as I reflect back? And so that that's the focus that I'm talking about. But there can be a lot within that. So we take leaders through a process of determining what are the two to three behaviors you're going to focus on right now? That focus then gives us something to track and measure over time. So time, focus, accountability is the third. And we all get that. If you look at your experiences personally, you recognize the power of accountability in your life, no doubt. When I'm training for the Indianapolis Mini Marathon, that I have buddies who we're tracking each other on Strava. We're giving each other kudos. We're checking in to say, did you do that run? The research shows that when we have an accountability partner, our odds of achieving our goal go up 95%. So of course we would build accountability into the process. And then the last one is a phrase we've all been talking a lot about over the last couple of years, psychological safety. So over time with focus, Clear accountability and psychological safety, like those are the ingredients for leadership growth. When you think of a leader and the balance between the time that they're developing their manager efforts and their leadership efforts, can you bring that to life to say, hey, I'm going to break you know, Sally. She's an awesome leader that's in my mind. And here's what it looks like when you're you're developing yourself to manage people well and at the same time, you're helping to develop yourself as a leader. Can you share what that looks like? Yeah. I mean, I think it very much goes hand in hand. If we use the analogy of leadership is the head and the heart and management is the hands and the feet, I mean, you need all of those in order to be effective. They very much complement each other. 
right? I'm naturally going to be a stronger manager if I know who I am and I'm intentional about connecting and getting to know you and inspiring a vision around where we're going and enabling you to be successful. So the leadership skills so support our management activities and vice versa. At the heart of leadership is credibility. And so I can be as inspirational and dreaming as possible. But if I'm not like practically putting milestones in place to move forward, I'm not going to accomplish those goals. And my team won't have clear guidance around how to get there. Oh, I love that. And it makes me think about a conversation I was having last week with the core group of kind of peer friends. And I said, you know, as I've evolved in life, it's so much easier for me to say yes to things, say no to things, to not overthink things when I am grounded in why am I here? What are my core values? And what is really guiding my next steps for my focus? And I think that's like the core to the heart work we do because yeah. then anyone who's following you sees the authentic reasons behind decisions because they know that you're rooted in your core values. And, you know, I think sometimes the challenge in that is how much time it takes, how much work it takes to work on yourself to really know what those are before you start to apply maybe some like leadership development teachings, right? We have to know who we are. And that's when people really want to follow us and they believe us and we're authentic. And gosh, that's what speaks to me when you say like the heart of a leader and how they're leading. And then, you know, on the feet side of things, you, you know, for us to develop these accountability systems and these processes that we have that just easily hold our people accountable. So there's no guesses. And it's like, yep, we know on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. This is our time when we check in. And here's the three things that we do. We just have very strong clarity, right? To be able to lead them behind those heartfelt efforts. So I can see this all coming to life. Let's dig in a little bit on when you shared on time. So creating an environment where we give people time to grow and develop. I just read a LinkedIn post from Kristen Hadid, and she said one of the game-changing things that she did this past year was she blocks one full week per quarter to just work on developing herself. She has no schedule, and she just goes to a great place, works on herself, reads, and it's been her number one game-changing things that, that she wanted to share. And I was like, I am so inspired. I am doing that. I'd love, Andrea, to bring this to life a little bit with some leaders that you know that really, you know, they block time. They take time. Here's what it looks like. Do you have some ideas for us? I'll use HRD as an example of that. You know, yesterday we spent two hours sharing our individual development plans for the year. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier those, those four components, time, focus, accountability, and psychological safety, and I said that they were very connected. The time I spent is only as good as what it is spent on, and is it the right thing? So for me, having a focus is so critical because then I can make choices around how I'm spending my time. And when something pops up, I can filter it through my goals and my development plan to say, is this aligned? So yesterday, as we all talked through our development plans, obviously they're very different because we're in different roles, we're at different points in our career, we have different growth points that we're pressing into. But knowing that now I have something to hold the team accountable to, I have something to hold myself accountable to, and I have something to block time around. You know, one of the things just personally that I want to work on this year is my brand on social and getting really clear on what are those core messages that I'm sharing and sharing those regularly and in, in entertaining and helpful and formative ways and 
So I've got some things that I'm going to do to really to grow in that area. And so now I've got something to block time around. And it's not just blocking time for blocking time. It's blocking time because it's so important to me. I'm really fired up about that. And you should be. You're so good at it. So when I think about intentional leadership time, I had shared just that example that I got inspired by with Kristen. And I think of that in the bucket of developing me as an individual. So I'm a better, more grounded energetic because I want to show up that way, living in my core values person. And so I want to take time on that. That was a great reminder. On the other side, leadership time to develop, I think, is around the relationships in our lives and really taking time for those. I'd love for you to bring that to life and what that looks like just as a couple of examples. When you take intentional time to develop the relationships with those you lead, what does it look like? It's leveraging every opportunity because we're all moving so quickly. We don't have the same opportunity we had 10 years ago to walk through the hallway and connect with lots of people. And so it's taking that virtual environment and really being intentional about, you know, using Slack, using text, using lots of different forums. I think of it as multiple touch points throughout the day. Within my team, we do a ton of texting, like group text. We do a ton of audio text messages to each other. Hey, I know you're kicking off that new client this morning. Like, we're, we love you. We're here for you. We're lifting you up. Just giving people that encouragement. And then also, you know, when we are in person, I'm thinking of a perfect example. Last Friday, I was getting ready to co-lead an HR peer group that I do every first Friday of the month. And my colleague Amanda popped into the office and I hadn't expected that. And I knew she had a very, very full week. And so I knew like I've got this 10 minute block of time with Amanda, but it's going to overlap into the HR peer group. And so I made an intentional choice to be a few minutes late to that because here she was in person and I hadn't been in person with her all week and I wanted to press in. And she had had a couple of really tough things. I acknowledge that. Like, hey, I know you've led through some shit this week. How are you feeling? How are you doing? And like those kinds of moments, like they they create this emotional equity. They create this connection that no doubt she took with her. And my hope is she felt seen. She felt heard. She felt cared for. And it took me 10 minutes. Yes. Oh, so good. So two takeaways I just heard from you. You are so good at celebrating people. I mean, you're a podcast host yourself. You have an amazing show that we are going to link out into the the show notes. So being at work, if you do not follow being at work and you're not listening to Andrea on the daily, because she does drop daily episodes of leadership growth opportunities, the thing that Andrea does that really stands out in her podcasting efforts, in her team, take time to celebrate people. I mean, she has episode reflection time with her show host just to celebrate like Mm -hmm. the success of the episode, spending time, you know, I mean, on my birthday, you spent time to write a post that made me feel Mm -hmm. so special out on LinkedIn to celebrate people. And I think it's Maya Angelou's quote about people always remember how you make them feel, right? It's not what we did, but how we make them feel. And as a leader, I think that's where people stay and want to be. It's so much about that energy that we create. And two things that you said just now, one is celebrating them. And two is listening, just taking time to listen. You're so good at that, at asking great questions and just listening and extending that 10 minutes to 12 minutes if needed so that someone feels listened to. And I recently read something that my husband put out around when people feel heard, they feel loved. And what are we here to do as leaders, right? Let's talk about that for just a minute because it has been a journey of learning about myself so that I can do those things that lift others. 
Because what happens in the process is I'm lifted. I'm encouraged. There is not a day that doesn't go by where I don't doubt my leadership. I don't worry about I'm not doing enough for my team. I'm not doing enough for my family. I'm not enough for my husband. And we all have that doubt and that fear in our mind. And it's like, what am I going to choose to feed? I'm going to choose to feed the belief I have in people and the potential that I see. And so if I'm having it like a, a shit moment like that in my head, it's nope. I see you there, doubt. I'm not going to feed into you. I'm going to look around me and I'm going to see all of the good things that are happening and I'm going to highlight those and I'm going to like love on people, right? That gets me out of it every single time. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I know your heart is so behind what you and I get to work on a lot, which is podcasting stuff. And I know that the reason why you put out these daily short episodes is to keep the fuel and keep the fire going for people. And you're sharing something that happened yesterday to you to inspire someone else to just keep going and to celebrate and just stop and pause. And oh, goodness gracious, that's what life's all about, right? Living. And that's what I said in the introduction, like you do that so well. So, you know, few things that I want to hone in on here before we go into talking about psychological safety a little bit deeper. So Andrea talked about focus And I think the key takeaway that she shared there is really honing your focus. The more things that we have to focus on, the less we're really good at all of those things. So two to three core behaviors at any time, wonderful takeaway. And then the accountability piece of really reflecting and thinking about how am I accountable to the things that I've said I'm going to do? What are my accountability systems? Who are my people I'm checking in with? What is my regular scheduled thing on the calendar that makes sure that I'm moving the needle on these things? So those are awesome takeaways. I want to drop down into the psychological safety piece. And Andrea, you work with so many leaders. You're constantly traveling. So you see people in different geographies and spaces. What does a psychologically safe leader look like to you? Can you illustrate that person? Yeah, like it's the environment. I'm going to use an example of a running group that I participated in many, many years ago. So I do the mini every year. And many years ago, I set a goal. Like, I'm just going to do the mini for the rest of my life. That's just going to be a challenge I'm going to set. So this year will be my 14th mini in a row. And so I really got into running several years ago. I don't run nearly as much as I used to, but I'm committed to the mini. But when I first started running, I'd never run a half marathon. I'd done a couple of 5Ks here and there, but I'm like, shit, how in the world do I do I run this race? So I joined through the YMCA. I joined a running group, and I was terrified showing up to that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think I'm stupid. I don't know how to run. I've never run 13 miles in my life. Like, how am I going to do this? And the instructor, from the moment I walked into that conference room with the YMCA, welcome. Hey, how are you? Is this your first time running? Have you met Nikki? Nikki, this is Andrea. It's her first time running too. Created an environment that was so welcoming and so encouraging. And hey, like it said right away, hey, you guys, I know that some of you are like terrified about this. Like who's terrified? And so, so like made it okay to be terrified and find a partner. Hey, you run at your own pace. You're running your race. We're not comparing anyone. Like And we're going to break it down, small wins. And so every week we're going to up our mileage. And you know what? At the end of it, you're all going to run a half marathon. And Mm -hmm. so that's what it is, right? It's a lot of little things that create an environment that says it's okay to feel what I'm feeling. It's okay to raise my hand and say, so not surprising then 
you know, he he was such a coach and a guide. And then on the day of the race, he like freaking went to the mini and was cheering us on at different parts of the course. And like that guy, like that is psychological safety, right? And it happens every day in our workforce. People are showing up to teams meetings frustrated about something, the tension of their home, their concern over how they look on video, whatever it is. And are we creating an environment where it's okay to feel that? Are we acknowledging that? Are we telling the truth about it? I read um, a great quote yesterday that I was podcasting about within teams telling the truth about the dynamics within the team. And it's, it's pertinent here. It says, the truth is only harsh if we don't address it. And isn't that true? If it lives in our heads, it becomes this beastly thing that with tentacles, it grows. You know, get it out. Like, say, I'm not feeling good here. Just releasing that. So creating an environment where, where individuals and leaders can do that. For me, that's, that's psychological safety. What I wrote down here is, you know, psychological safety is being welcoming and encouraging and meeting someone where they are and really helping them to feel seen and, hey, let's co-create together. I was on a power walk with a friend last night that just changed roles and she's so excited about it. And I was asking her, what has her so fired up other than just the new opportunity and the word that we got locked in on was the person that owns the business that she's working at now, they're co-creating together. And it's not like where she came from and some experience she had was people would grab her ideas and take these ideas and then let her report back on it. It wasn't like, hey, let's do this together. And she's like, for the first time, I feel like I'm bringing ideas to the table and we're doing this together. I'm not just a, you know, a source for helping the business drive revenue, but I get to do it with them. And I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, that's so cool. So I understand why you're fired up. So Andrea, I want to make sure we've got a few minutes to talk about something that I know you love so much and I get so inspired by as well, and that's dreaming. And so if we could spend a few moments encouraging people to dream or dream bigger, and some people think they're dreaming, but I think there's a way you can step it up. We always can. And I know you love to talk about this. So what does that look like for you? One thing I always break down for people is just thinking about what a gift it is to be able to think about the future. Human beings are the only animals that can that have the ability to imagine the possibilities of what will be. Like that is a gift that we have. We are not stuck in the muck. Our brains are freaking powerful. And at any time, we can imagine a different picture. Like that fires me up. I'm happiest when I'm in the future <laughs> and I'm dreaming. Every time I've ever taken Strengths Finder, Futuristic has always come up as one of one of my strengths. And I'm so, I was so glad many years ago to finally name that because literally, Nikki, I put myself to sleep every night imagining these scenarios. I have always done that. Like imagining what it will be like to walk through the streets of Paris and I'm going to be in India in June. And so right now I'm spending so much time just imagining the connection with these leaders that I've worked with many times, what it will be like to walk through the streets of Pune, India. What am I going to experience? Like that just, it gives me such a lift. It's very energy giving. So naturally I'm a dreamer because I really do believe that the sky is the limit. The only limit is the limit of our brain to be able to see that and to have the courage to say, 
this could be really cool. And what's interesting is I feel like I'm finally getting to a place in my life where I'm really fully allowing myself to do that. You know, because for so many years, like, oh, that's Pollyanna. That's idealistic. I was in a CEO group a couple of years ago that I really struggled with because I casted a a crazy aggressive vision for my business. And there were actually leaders who laughed and said, one of them, even the guy that was leading it even said, like, you know, that's just not very realistic. I really think you need to be more realistic. And it hurt my heart. (laughs) And I left the group because I believed very much. And we exceeded the goal that we had put down. And so I've got all these experiences that affirm that. And I'm just at a place in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to, like, why not? Why not? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, crazy aggressive visions and envisioning the future before you go to bed. Why not? If you can, right? You're talking about like the ability of our brain. And as human beings, we have this ability and this potential to do that. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. So if anybody wants to chat that in when this episode drops, shoot us an email. I I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, And so when I think about these four things that we were talking about with growing leaders, and you talked about time, focus, accountability, and psychological safety. And if we think about that in terms of dreaming, take time to work on your dreams, like block time to think bigger, whether that is a journaling session or going on a walk with a friend or whatever, take time. Number two, have a focus for the dream. Okay. What's the next step? What's one or two things I can do to take this ridiculous thing and try to take some steps towards it? Why not try it? And then the accountability, it's like, Hey, who are you around? Andrew, you and I were just talking about this to have a peer group of people that are dreamers. Can you imagine, you know, Hey, we're going to get together and we're going to work on these big goals and we're going to dream and everyone's wired that way. You know, 95% increase in, in achievement, right? If you've got the accountability, so why not? And then psychological safety to the example of the group that you were in, it's kind of the opposite of psychological safety where someone's like, you're crazy, right? Versus you go girl, let's go, let's get them, you know, and you've got these people around you. Yeah, I think that the key takeaway right here on the streaming section is why not? So if you need more inspiration like this, I highly recommend to drop into the show notes and follow Andrea, follow her on LinkedIn, follow her show. She's putting out episodes every day. So there's so much inspiration, whether it's in two to three minute episodes or longer form episodes, you're killing the game. And it was so fun to have you here today. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor message today, and we'll come right back to our lightning round where we'll get to hear about your favorite book that goes on to our ever-growing list. And then we've got a few fun questions to learn a bit more about the personal side of Andrea. So we'll be right back. If you're leading with a people-first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with my dear friend, Andrea Butcher. And we are going to launch into a couple of things with this new lightning round format. First of all, Andrea, what book are you going to add to our ever-growing list, your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read for a leader listener audience? All time, it's got to be Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl, Austrian psychologist who was in the concentration camps in World War II. And so he's the grandfather of control the controllables. He was being experimented on and there he was and realized they can take everything from me, but they can never take the way I think about my life, what's happening. And so he would imagine himself 
speaking to thousands of people impacting them after that experience. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So the power to think and shape our experiences. I see why that's your favorite book. I love that book too, but I just clicked for me. I'm like, (laughs) of course, that's your favorite book. Yes. Andrea, at the top of your gratitude list right now, number one on that gratitude list, list, what is written there? The opportunities we have right now within my business, it's been a year of growth by talent. So we have new talent within our business that is helping us to scale and do things that we never would have been able to. You know, one of the things about leadership is is certainly knowing what fires you up, but also like what you're not good at. And I brought in an operations lead that knows process and gets into the detail in a way that not only do I not want to, but I'm just never going to be as good at it as she is. And it has really had a huge impact on our business. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity we have because of the talent within our team. Such a high vibration team. Great people. What activities make you lose track of time? Well, I love to read. And so certainly reading. I mean, it's all of the things like being connected to something, reading, being with friends, family, talking with my daughter, you know, just any connection activity. And Andrea, what is the best way for people to connect with you after this episode today? Definitely LinkedIn. Yeah, just search up Andrea Butcher. You know, I I spend a lot of time there putting out content and connecting with people and lifting people up. And so I'd love, love to connect. Yes, you do. And your content is awesome. And I just heard you say you're even working on making it better. So we can't wait. All right, here's my beautiful truth you can act on from Andrea Butcher, number one. Words are so powerful. What we call something lays the foundation. Stop calling it leadership training. It's leadership development. Just think about the change in that. Words are so powerful. Number two, create an environment where we give people time to grow and develop. So many examples that we shared in this episode, but ample time to be able to think and spend reflection and just the time that it takes to really grow and develop. It's not an overnight thing. Number three, ensure that there is clear focus, honing in on two to three behaviors at any given time, just like two to three actions or goals. We can't be overly focused or we're not going to do a great job on whatever it is that we're setting out to do. So honing our focus on two to three core behaviors at any given time to develop. Number four, accountability. It's a must. And the statistics prove that it is the standout. 95% difference when we have accountability built in to what it is that we're working on. And finally, psychological safety. Oh, it's so important. It's been a very popular thing. It's really important to go behind the popular and really understand it and how it applies in your situation with leading And at the end of the day, it's about being welcoming and encouraging and helping people be seen and that you're co-creating together and that there is this sense of, you know, belonging together in in the journey with the leader and the person that you're working alongside. Mm, Such good stuff. I encourage you to connect with Andrea on LinkedIn, read her book, listen to her podcast. She's amazing. just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.